0: That is about the right thing. You have to put them in a in a cage or
1: something. Throw away the freaking key. They referred to it as Hondo's hurricane. Uh, Hondo must be picking butt and taking names to keep people away from it or something.
0: Matt pulls a man in Black move, driving Thunderhawk up along the tunnel wall.
1: That's exactly what I thought, dude. Come see the laser rays, fire rays.
2: Mask cast. Computer, scan files. Select mask agents best suited for this mission. Jason Gross, radio broadcaster, retro gamer, blogger, mask movie co-writer. Vehicle codename 6000, 80s guru skills critical, Wyatt Bloom, broadcast technician, DJ,
0: critic, masked movie co-writer, vehicle codename Phoenix, 80s analysis vital.
2: Personnel approved. Assemble mobile armored strike
1: command. Welcome, faithful listeners, to MassCast 47 and our humble quest to review the entire Mobile Armored Strike Command series. Coming up in this podcast, we'll continue MassCast's fourth season journey of covering episodes 31 to 40 with episode 34, Peril in Paris. It was originally broadcast on November fourteenth, 1985 in the U.S., and finds agent Buddy Hawks trying to infiltrate Venom's secret base in Paris and thwart their plan to bomb the city unless they are paid one billion dollars. Can Buddy use the element of disguise to penetrate Venom's defense? Can Matt Tracker save Scott and T-Bob from atop the Eiffel Tower? Guess you'll have to stick around to find out. We'll be giving our play-by-play commentary along with audio clips mixed in from the actual episode. Plus, as always, you'll hear our personal ratings and reviews, and also our listener feedback via our agentsofmask.com website. We invite you to interact with us prior to each podcast by clicking on the convenient MassCast assignment link in the right-hand column on our homepage. I'm one of your humble hosts. Jason, and with me as always is my longtime friend and co host of MassCast, the penny to my inspector gadget. Wyatt, there is nothing to worry because I'm always on TV.
0: There's something to worry if you're calling me
1: a female. Holy crap. <laughs> Well, who was the real agent behind all the Inspector Gangs?
0: Well, she may have been, but the last time I looked, I don't think I belong in that category. (laughs) Probably closer to the dog than than Penny, but I like her cool little computer book. I think that's a precursor to, like, the laptop.
1: Yeah, she had the the book and the watch, too. If you remember, uh, I saw a little article up on BuzzFeed that said... uh, Hey, Penny had the Apple Watch before Apple did, you know, so... Well,
0: we, we could nitpick that to, like, the nth degree, but uh, was it uh, Dick Tracy and possibly James Bond? As much as I would love to lay claim to Knight Rider, I think those guys beat out ahead of, uh head of uh, the yeah. iPhone, iWatch, I whatever they call it now.
1: Well, but she had, I don't think they had, like, video. No. I think she had video. I, it's been a while since I've seen Spectre Gadget. But speaking of which, have you heard they're going to bring it back?
0: No, I haven't.
1: They, uh, they announced that a two or three weeks ago. And I think it's Netflix that's actually going to bring it back. And they posted uh, some kind of picture. I don't know if it was from the actual cartoon, but it was more of the 3D animation uh, CGI type right. stuff they're going to bring it back. So I thought
0: that was pretty cool. That'd be cool. I, I liked the uh the renditions that they made the movies. The only thing I didn't like, and of course I'll nitpick it, is the uh the car. Cuz again, the nostalgic of it. I guess if I've never seen it before, it's probably pretty cool to see a talking semi-talking car, but it it didn't do much. I'm 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 looking for the the sports car that turns into a freaking minivan (laughs) with a huge bumper claw or whatever it does. And then that, I recall the Go-Go Gadget bucket seat that jumped up through the roof if I remember right. I don't know what else it had. It's uh, more like a
1: hatchback, if I remember right.
0: I think that's what the sports car was like, yeah. But when they popped it into the van, I course, I was thinking of like a full-size van back in the day, but now with all the minivans around, I, it's probably closer to a little caravan or, or something along that lines. I think,
1: um, uh, it's just been so long since I've watched Inspector Gadget, but wasn't the the movie had the it was like a convertible or something? Yes. Okay. It had a
0: four-door convertible at that. I can't remember the make, but uh, it talked and spit bugs and
1: didn't have like some kind of rocket booster out the back or something.
0: Yeah, it did yeah. Didn't have that uh, A friend of mine actually got to see a, a small clip of it being filmed when it was filmed oh, yeah. down in Pittsburgh and uh, How they got it to move on its own autopilot was it was literally on railroad track like set up yeah. and They just wheeled the, the car out as you saw penny jump in and take off or however they do <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it come brought back. I don't know who they would do the voice. Uh, they might bring, uh, what's his name? I'm trying to think of who played in the movie. I don't Uh-oh, know, if Matthew people. Broderick. Yeah, but even the second one, they had the guy from, uh, uh, was it Third Rock?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, I can't Prince think Stewart. Yeah. Prince Stewart. He was I thought his
0: voice was a lot more gadget-like than Matt Broderick's.
1: I to don't me. think I've seen, I actually don't think I've seen that. The second
0: one, I saw it. But it's not any more amazing than the first one. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, I was not a five star by any means. Right. It was nostalgic. Like watch. Well, I'm not even comparing it to Transformers, but I mean, it's cool to watch it. It's cool CGI, but still, it's not what we grew up with. Wasn't. Yeah. There's that stigma comparison. We we do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that.
0: But that would be know. cool to see it brought back. Uh, you know, I've seen off and on through Netflix and other entities where they've uh, brought back you know, Woody Woodpecker and I wrote an article for you here I think last year for uh, RD80s for the, for the Voltron where they did the Voltron they've actually brought it back twice they had Voltron 3D and then they had Voltron Force which was a whole new 2011 or 2010 era uh, Voltron which was funky. Cool. I just, but...
1: uh, I just added to my queue tonight to check out. The Force. I think it's on Netflix.
0: It's actually good, but it's like the uh, Netflix cuts it off. Um, I say cuts it off. It looks like it goes to a season two where they plan for a season two and you don't see it. So I don't know if Netflix doesn't have it yet or if that's, no. that was what happened in on Cartoon Network or whoever ran it. It's quite possible. They, they didn't get picked up for the second season and that's all you get.
1: Netflix is notorious for leaving well, not seasons, but I know for the longest time, people were complaining about um, Quantum Leap, and they were missing some of the good episodes, I guess. It's
0: well, I can attest to that. Complaint. There's lots of... Uh, I was watching... I can't remember what it is now. MASH is one of them when I was remodeling the bathroom here a couple of weeks ago. A couple other other shows I've watched, and there's scenes that they've taken out. Little scenes... Now, granted, I have the DVD, so maybe that's why I got the kind of sort of uncut versions. But now that I know that, and then I go watch it on Netflix, I'm like, I'm being ripped off. (laughs) Oh come on.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see uh, what's going on here. Uh, Give a shout-out to uh, Philip Gibson. Thanks for uh, commenting there. uh, Looks like we've got maybe a couple other people watching, too, but... Leave us a comment as we go through and this will be part of the the new MassCast as we get some people along the way and we can kinda comment live and stuff too. But anyway, shall we uh shall we move on into the next segment?
0: Let's uh like as you say, it's my turn now. Go Let's put our mask on. Get your um, mask on Yes. <laughs> I like this
1: segment. Well, uh I don't have much for get your mask on this. This time around, other than uh, we got our new Redbubble store that we get to promote now. And if uh, you've been following us for any period of time, you know, I've dabbled with the uh, little mashup designs and I tried to crowdfund a couple t shirts, uh, t shirt designs, and those failed. But, <laughs> it happened. right, I decided to go ahead and make those available anyway on Redbubble if you really uh, wanted one. The first design was that, uh, that mashup of Thundercats and Thunderhawk, and I made that one a little bit different. I kind of revamped the overall circle that's on the shirt with the shadow of Thunderhawk and, you know, the, the Thundercats lettering. Uh, that was really fun to do. And then uh, another one I made was the, uh, the mask logo, but it's got the GI Joe mask device inside with the picture of Destro at the bottom. Instead of right. the, the regular uh, mask. And then um, I've made a couple that are off the trail of mask that, I don't know, maybe some people will enjoy. But, you know, us being the 80s buffs that we are. Um, That's
0: saying it mildly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did one with Gremlins. I mashed that up with... Uh, Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. <laughs>
0: that was awesome. I've f- I got a chance to look at your store today, finally, to see all your... It's only five yeah. right now, but that was, I, I actually got a good chuckle out of that. That
1: was, I, I get these ideas and I'm like, I got to put them down somewhere and why not on a t-shirt or something since I'm getting better with the graphic design and Photoshop and all that stuff. But, uh, so I did that one and what are the other ones I have out there? I can't even remember. That's awful. Anyway go check it out over at Redbubble. You can just search for Agents of Mask and you'll find our little store there and um, if you feel so inclined that would be great to uh, grab a shirt and all the funds we put right back into the website. So we've had uh, actually a couple buyers already so thank you if you buy a design from us and uh, keep those funds back in. And Speaking of those funds, We're gonna be hosting a couple giveaways, hopefully shortly. I know one item I am gonna give away is the DVD set, the volume one, which is the first eleven episodes or whatever. It seems that for some reason Amazon is is not stocking the DVDs anymore. I don't know why the Shout Factory ones. The complete set is still on Shout Factory, and I think it's like sixty bucks.
0: Yeah, I think so that's what I saw, 58 or 60, yeah.
1: We'll have to sell a few more t-shirts to, uh, to snag one of those to give away. Yeah, a few. I did manage to get that volume one set that we'll give away, and I totally spaced today. Uh, back last year, we had bought three of the Thunderhawk Hot Wheels. Oh, yeah. Box. And... Uh, of course, I sent one to you, and I kept one, and we were going to give one away, and we never did. So we'll put that in the in the giveaway bin as well, and uh, we'll do it. That should not
0: be in the giveaway that. bin. That should be the highest bidder. Come on.
1: <laughs> Just <laughs> well, kidding. We need to we need to thank our followers. Oh yeah. For uh, yeah, yeah. sticking with us, and I got an idea for a giveaway come uh, Mask Day this year that hopefully uh, people will get on board with and maybe we'll do like a joint giveaway between the, the uh, Matt Tracker and Boulder Hill and all the other sites that you guys go on to to get your mask on. I got an idea for that so maybe we'll get uh, a really nice giveaway for Mask Day this year. But um, that's all i got. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to uh, the mask community news?
0: uh community there's some uh, minor talk we're still working with other entities to uh to make a kind of a more robust mass day than what we had last year last year was a great start i think we all could agree that it was a, a good start or a good beginning for mass day celebrations we're trying to uh, work with a few other guys and see what we can do to make it a, a, a bigger impact and one of those uh, I'm trying, and hopefully I can get up with uh, Bill Ferries over at matttracker.com and see if we can go actually to RetroCon to hang out with Mr. Doug Stone, Matt Tracker himself. Probably not I'm hang jealous. out, so to speak, but at least say hey and sign maybe my Thunderhawk back here. Uh, sign your your yes. uh, poster.
1: I will be sending you my poster.
0: And I'll be hijacking it. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I need to talk to Bill about that, but uh, just minor things to, to pique your interest. We're, we are actively working. Some days it's uh, more than others, and I'm sorry for the, yeah. the uh, webcam shaking. My, I'm using my cat's uh, scratching post <laughs> as a table temporarily.
1: I'm, um, uh, I'm using a uh, empty vacuum box, so. So. Yeah, makeshift.
0: Mine's just temporary for now but that's fine i am loving the change up
1: one other thing too i'm not going to go into any detail but uh, we, there is another collaborative effort uh going on behind the scenes to uh bring the ma- uh, mask fans together we'll say so right. we'll uh, announce more as as,
0: as it approaches things, right.
1: yeah as things become closer so yeah, we're working actively behind the scenes on yes. uh, many things this year to essentially celebrate the 30th anniversary. And, and we're
0: hoping to... Uh, I'm working on something, Jason, you know of it. Uh, we're trying to see if we can do some artwork for for our movie script idea. Um, at the moment, and I'm talking in the very early drafting stages, It's it's I'm going for a screenplay... Uh, storyboard type theme at the moment but uh, if at, at, at worst case at least uh, show what I'm trying to think of what we're trying to think of as as vehicles and characters oh, cool. and so forth so like I said like we said we are working behind the scenes And uh, sometimes our articles don't get out as well as we'd like but we are we're behind the scenes working it while well, we still have full-time jobs and families <laughs> and right vehicles to, to work on and fences to build and (laughs) everything in between.
1: Yes. Mask is our passion.
0: That is. Where's the money? There's dollar signs in that S somewhere.
1: Yeah. Oh, and one more small little thing. If you've got an idea, if you've uh, been following us for a while and uh, subscribed to our YouTube channel, uh, you've seen the Mask music video tributes that I put up there. One is uh, Slyrax, uh, to the tune of Tom Petty's You Wreck Me, and him just wrecking his Piranha bike every single way possible.
0: Like he usually does anyway.
1: <laughs> and then I also did uh, Vanessa to Devo's Whip It, and I've got her using her whip mask you know, throughout the series. Nice montage of that. So I'm looking for some ideas on where to go with the next one. I'd like to do another one here before too long. Uh, one idea I did have, maybe Wyatt, you can tell me yes or no on this one. Uh, there is a song called Gloria. I think it was Ooh. 81, 82. Yeah. That we could use for Gloria, maybe we could. doing the Ara mask or something. Or um, I've had some, we've had some comments over on Facebook and uh, some other emails and messages to us uh, for some ideas, which have been decent. We'll see. But um, if you've got an idea, you can email it to uh, jason at agentsofmass.com or uh, there's a post over on Facebook. Just leave a comment there uh, or just message us or whatever. You'll find us. Go to one of your favorite social media and we're there.
0: <laughs> we <us>. try. <laughs> if not, jason will find out a way to get us on the next one. Right. And a uh, final shout-out before we kick it off. Uh, hey, Eric, over at Boulder Hill, thanks for joining, as well as uh, Vaughn. Uh, it seems like we dropped a guy. Oh, there he is, James. Uh, shout out to all our live watchers at the moment. Uh, (laughs) So.
1: Cool. I think that does it
0: for our mask on. It's time to get the mask off, I guess.
1: uh, Yes. We'll end that segment, and we will. All right, you totally blew my cue there. I was going to say, so you could start. Sorry,
0: someone popped in a question. Can you fuse the Thundercats... Theme song with uh, clips of Thunderhawk. That's a good idea for you.
1: Yeah, that's there's an idea. Um, We've
0: already one? done it. You've already done it for the T-shirt idea. You know, that's actually a good cool. one.
1: That might be. That might work. I actually was thinking. I was trying to think of something for Thunderhawk, and maybe I could get some like uh, Top Gun music or something, and <laughs> you know, with the jets and the, it has a pretty good theme. Not the. Yeah. Kenny Loggins song. It's the one where it's like um, uh, piano and the electric guitar. I can't remember. I went to the danger that. zone? No, no, no. That's the um, Kenny Loggins But There's no. another theme they play at the very beginning of Top Gun when they're taken off from the deck and
0: it's been so long. throughout the
1: movie. It's on, it's on Netflix. If you care. <laughs> As is most things nowadays.
0: Uh, yeah. So anyway, let's try that cue again so I can mess it up once more time.
1: So we're done getting our mask on. Shall we move on to the actual episode?
0: That's right, let's start the mask cast. <music> we fade up on the Eiffel Tower in a smoggy Paris. We then end up inside the Louvre Museum with Matt, Scott, T-Bob and Buddy being guided. With a yawn, Scott wonders why they need to be up so early to look at paintings. I would ask the same freaking question too, I'll be honest. Yeah!
2: Before your dad gave him that painting, we could look at it anytime we wanted to! Uh,
0: the guide is amused as he states that it's the least that they can do before the Louvre gets crowded. However, Scott wants to see the Eiffel Tower, of course. Turning the corner, they are all surprised as they see all of the paintings turned around. Ooh, what happened?
2: All the paintings have been turned around! All right! This is even better than the Eiffel Tower! Hmm, who could have gone to the trouble to do such a thing? I think the more important question is why. I'm trying to figure out how they got in. Matt then
0: asked Buddy to take the duo to the tower while he investigates. Matt doesn't want them to get into any trouble. So then why did he do that? Why did he even (laughs) suggest that?
1: Uh, then I like Buddy's line next. The only way you can guarantee to keep him out of it is put him in a cage, but I'll do
0: my best. That is about the right thing. You have to put them in a, in a cage or something.
1: And throw away the freaking key.
0: That's right. <laughs> uh, anyway, we now hear the Venom theme fade up, which is cool, while Matt looks intently at one of the turned paintings. <laughs> After a few looks, he notices a door ajar. Intrigued, he looks in and around the room before noticing his stairwell. Upon reaching the bottom of the stairs, he looks around uh, before stunned by a large hole or possibly like a well. At another location, which almost looks like the Tracker Mansion at first, we see Dagger and Miles playing what I would call classic concentration. <laughs> nice putting the photos up on a tack board.
1: <laughs> that was one of my that, favorite game shows.
0: <laughs> I love that. I don't know why I got nixed so soon, but I loved it. Well, before
1: we get into the, uh, the puzzle solving, I, that sequence with Matt was really good, and I loved hearing that extended theme of Venom. And yes. One of these days, I'm going to try to clean up that audio because that's about the, uh, the best chance of getting a full Venom theme audio. Uh, available. There's a couple little sound effects in there that I want to get out of there, but that was really cool and had this kind of Scooby-Doo type of you know right. mystery solving going on. But at the end, it it really came to an end really abrupt, and I had to rewind and go back and because I didn't understand what Matt was so surprised about. I, I guess the hole in the floor, but it just looked I don't know it. Didn't make well, sense I'd be
0: kind to of me. surprised too if I saw what looked like a sinkhole or something in the basement of a.
1: Yeah, basement. and I, I couldn't really tell what it was, you know. That's why I had to go back and kind of look at it. But I really liked that sequence; that was really good. All right, so we're back in there. We're doing some puzzle solving now with uh, Mayhem and Dagger.
2: There, that's the same there. So that must be the end of the Boulevard Saint Michel.
1: Dagger, what are you doing? This one doesn't fit any place I can find. Mayhem calls him a cretin and tells him he's got it upside down. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa enters. She's dressed in this like, lab coat with uh, Rax then appearing with these last two pieces of this what we would find out as a map. Um, after Mayhem quickly swipes them away, Rax wonders why they didn't take any of the paintings from the Louvre that would be worth millions. And I kind of like this about Rex. you know, why are we doing all this work and we're just you know, leaving the paintings on the wall so speak. what we could
2: get is caught if the police started searching Paris for art themes. with what we're gonna make off this, we could buy the Louvre and
1: everything in it.
0: He always thinks big.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. Um, I think it was the uh, I'm thinking about it, uh, the one where they're in. Africa, the the blue slime, and uh, they're there. I think trying to smuggle some ivory or something, and he drops you know that whole plan and to go after right. this slime. So yeah, he's always got the bigger, better plan. But uh, well then, uh dagger asked Rax and Vanessa why they want to buy some paintings. Is you know, mayhem. He gets the final puzzle piece in play. So. Dagger still doesn't know what the heck's going on. (laughs) He's like clueless. Then we get the military type theme as uh, Mayhem exclaims that he knows where the triggering device is. That's where the triggering device is hidden, Dagger. I want you to get that triggering device and get it fast.
2: Right. It'll only be a matter of time before someone catches on.
1: (laughs) If you don't turn the paintings back around, after you, <laughs> nobody <laughs> would have noticed, and nobody would have been interested. You know, I don't know. I <laughs> that just kind of hit me right there. I was like, dummy, turn the paintings back around. Anyway, so we fade back into the city, and we see Hurricane T. Bob is trying to read the map to find the Eiffel Tower inside. Uh, Buddy says it's nice to be driving Hondo's Hurricane. So we've changed from. Night stalker to hurricane now, I wonder what happened there, you know
0: well, like you said, wasn't there or maybe it was um was it bill or maybe Eric was saying that there was a situation like a, a something something going on in his oh, and yeah. in
1: the, that was long um, that was actually Anna. I think when she posted a comment up
0: okay, so um so yeah, there was something going on and it nicknamed the Night stalker so to. I guess possibly that could have led to changing it to hurricane. Could have been, but I liked um, I liked his reference here that he he actually names it. It's Hondo's hurricane. Yeah, it's not well, anybody's. Like we kind of get the feel sometimes.
1: Yeah, that was interesting because you know he we had him swap out in Firecracker uh, a couple times too early on in the series. So just to refer to it as Hondo's hurricane, uh, you know, Hondo must be kicking butt and taking names to keep people away from it or something, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, going back to the scene inside the vehicle there, Scott asked Buddy to stop at this nearby restaurant.
2: Buddy, can we stop there, please? Huh?
1: It's not like you didn't have breakfast.
2: Yeah, but that was a half hour ago.
1: I don't believe it. And then we get this camera... Focusing in on the mansion where Venom was held up a little earlier, right, kind of right behind Buddy. So we see that Hurricane is just happens to be stopped uh, near this mansion, and then we see Scott getting his food, and you know Buddy wants to take this map from T-Bob because he seems to think the Eiffel Tower isn't anywhere near them, and right T-Bob's map skills aren't up to par. <laughs> I was like, why don't you ask this dude that's handing you the food, you know, he (laughs) is toward there. uh, Just, you know, where's the Eiffel Tower, buddy? (laughs) Anyway, and then as T-Bob insists, he knows where the Eiffel Tower is. A vehicle squeals by, and we see that it's Jackhammer.
0: Right. Identifying Venom, he makes a a phone call from a phone booth, uh, classic 80s there, to Matt.
2: Yeah, it's Venom, all right. I know our old pal Dagger anywhere. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. I found something, too. Look, Matt, I'd like to go in and have a look around. Okay, I'll join you as soon as I can. Just get Scott and T-Bob out of there.
1: Check.
0: Buddy asked the duo, which this is hilarious. Make sure that they're safe first. But Buddy kind of just, hey you guys go find the Eiffel Tower and I'm gonna go on my own back to to Matt. Uh, Just yeah priorities. So uh, an anxious Scott asks if they can come. T-Bob adds that anytime they ask to help it's them that ends up needing the help which is (laughs) very true.
1: It's true yes.
0: So the duo run off while Buddy opens the trunk grabbing a briefcase then he runs off to a nearby alleyway and opens up his disguise case. He ends up dressing exactly like Dagger. He then climbs on top of a building, uh, running what I guess <laughs> would be a few
1: yards on the that roof. Was pretty, that was a pretty daring feat, even for like Spider-Man.
0: He just I know
1: you're climbing up the wall. <laughs> I was like, okay, go for it, man.
0: <laughs> then he uses a grappling hook and goes like hang lining to the other end of the complex and then inside he ends up stumbling onto the map Uh, in another room we see Vanessa reading the paper while Rax and Miles are arguing while they're playing cards
2: you already played that card that was last hand no it wasn't you just took my queen with it can't you slobs do anything except cheat each other at penny ante now what I told you to get that thing I forgot the map. You forgot the map? You'd forget your head if it wasn't nailed on.
0: Uh, Rax flips up Miles' cards, trying to catch a good uh, (laughs) hand there, see see. what's going on, (laughs) while Vanessa comments, Who'd notice? Uh, Legit Dagger walks into the room with Buddy Dagger. Uh, He asks, Hey, what am I doing here? (laughs) With Buddy Dagger running off.
1: No, that was a funny
0: line. It I laughed
1: a lot at that. What am I doing here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Buddy tries to break the window with no success. Then runs off and somehow swings from a rope past Dagger. Where did this rope come in from?
1: Yeah, no, I was like, oh, what in the world?
0: Yeah. And then he, you know, then out. Both Daggers run through the room with the rest of Venom.
2: Hey, are you still here? And make it snappy this time. We haven't got all day. Wait! Wait! Where'd he go? When I get him, I'm gonna... After him! He's a spy! He saw the map! Get (laughs) him!
0: Rax is the smart one and grabs his mask, while the rest do not. Right. Looking outside, we see Buddy running through the courtyard with Rax engaging stiletto. His darts cut the two chains holding this iron gate up, and as it falls, Buddy trips, and he is directly underneath this gate as it continues to fall. And that leads us to our commercial break. That was quick. <laughs> it was, really. It was hard <laughs> I think that's the quickest we've ever run with this.
1: It could have been, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. That whole scene, you know, why is Rex the only one that grabs his mask? Well, obviously, so he can shoot the darts at the gate, and... You know, had it set up ahead of time, but I thought that was crazy. That they, well, we're going to go after him, and there's our weapons right there on the table. <laughs> it's exactly. <Steven> <laughs> and that rope trick, I don't know. That,
0: was a that one crazy, but yeah. yeah. So, what are your what's your rating so far?
1: I mean, I'm it's pretty good so far. I had some laughs. Uh, at this point, the plot still is a somewhat of a mystery, which is good. Um, I like that the simple heists aren't intriguing mayhem as much as the other agents. You know, he's always looking for the bigger, better thing, like we said. There was a few what I would call annoyances, you know, the rope trick. He had rope when he went down through there, but I don't know. He didn't show him, like, lassoing a chandelier. and <laughs> you know, That's all they needed to do was one little extra... Two-second clip that yeah. shows him doing it, yeah. And, uh, I don't know, there was some laziness, too, I thought, with the, the animation where at the very beginning, the very scene where they're, you know, walking through the loop, they walk past the same statue like three or four times. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Draw something else in there that they walk past. Um, you, you know, you pull back from the scene, there's not even any statues around. It's all paint. Right. So, where's this? I know they're trying to make motion, but. Right. Uh, that was a little lazy, but they had some cool shots in the first half too. Back when you know, Buddy scales the wall, there's this awesome like focusing shot of him like head on with that grappling gun.
0: Yes, you know, pointed Very
1: right cool. at the camera, and he shoots it right at the what would be the camera. So that was really good. And uh, there was some other point where there was a was pretty cool you know seeing with the uh, with the camera like they've been doing uh, yeah and the other point i was going to make too is uh buddy's pretty much fired as uh, T-Bob and <laughs> Scotch babysitter
0: oh yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> after that whole <laughs> you know ditch him so i can go do this uh, <laughs> this thing for Matt but anyway on our 1 to 5 scale uh, you know, which we always start as a five. I'm I'm no less than a four and a half right now. It was it was pretty good so far. What about you?
0: Well, I guess I'm the eternal optimist. Uh, uh, optimist, not optimist. <laughs> I really enjoyed the detail, like you said. I liked uh, the close-ups, and like you, I'm kind of drawing a blank. I should have jotted it down, but there was a lot of good close-up shots that I liked. I liked the squealing tires. I realize it's minor, but I liked that kind of surprise that was going on in the background yeah uh, Buddy is completely fired as babysitting any, any of my kids um, <laughs> I liked the grappling hook trick but I didn't like that he climbed, scaled the wall, free climbed it uh, I don't know anybody that can really free climb, I'm sure there's a few, <laughs> I don't know any personally, but like you I like the suspense of this plot that's going on right now you don't know exactly what's going on they're looking for something uh, triggering device but you kinda ha- are piecing together this map so right now yeah. I I didn't ding it by any means because we knew it was coming up but the name changed from Night Stalker to Hurricane otherwise I'm right at like 4.9 there's not <laughs> a lot to ding right now the rope like you identified the rope the mysterious rope that he did a Tarzan move there uh, minor to me i would have liked you would like to have a lasso or some kind of he took it off the curtain yeah. something that shows that he grabbed it from somewhere
1: and we're but, being we're being picky you know yeah there's we are a, <laughs> there's a couple of times throughout the series that we've nitpicked and but if there's just been one other one or two other little scenes that would lead up to what they're trying to do I mean, that's all it takes and right just those little details that they miss sometimes Anyway, all right, well, let's uh, let's continue on. And as we fade back up from the dramatic commercial, uh, the gate continues to come down, and we see Thunderhawk pulling up with Matt getting out and stepping into Hurricane to launch the spare tire. Well, the tire, this magical spare tire, <laughs> lands and just happens to wedge and stop right underneath the gate just in time to save Buddy, which explains you know, it's time to retire. You know, right. Rim shot there.
0: What but, I liked about uh, I'm enjoying that they're doing this engine winding, winding down sound effect with uh, Thunderhawk lately. I love that because he is jet-powered, so I'm really yeah. enjoying that.
1: But, I mean, This whole scene was just a little too convenient. I mean, Matt had all that time. To stop Thunderhawk, get out, launch the tire, and then the tire make it just as you know this uh, gate slowly came down. I mean, if I'm right. mad and I'm in Thunderhawk, just blast the damn gate down. You got the laser can. <laughs>
0: I'm like you. That's what I was thinking. Where's the laser cannon? Where's the spectrum? Something that shoots out something to melt it or whatever. But Anything. I like. I still like the drama because to me. Even though there was too much time taking up going from vehicle to vehicle, I kind of did like, you know, that he actually knew uh, Hurricane, how it operated. He hit a radio button that tripped that uh, spare tire to go. But, yeah, yeah, in an ideal world, I would have shot the heck out of that gate.
1: (laughs) We're not going to noticed that as kids but you know now that we're reviewing it and
0: I'm like 30 years <laughs> later <laughs>
1: just yeah just shoot the thing I mean if stiletto darts can take out a couple chains then the freaking lasers on Thunderhog ought to be able to take down that whole <laughs> that whole wall anyway alright well uh, Buddy he flees from the scene with uh, Mayhem now declaring it's Mask
2: they're on to us we have to put our plan into action now Oh, we've lost the whole
1: show. And Venom runs to their vehicles with uh, masks on. Uh, Dagger, his is lowered, so mm-hmm. remember, was it in the room? I the think so. Sitting on I thought it was, but I'm not sure. So that, that was just a little small mistake there, but pretty much everybody else has their mask on, or I think Sly puts his on as he jumps on the bike, and we drive off with their headlights kind of glaring into the camera, and that was pretty cool. Now we're back at the entrance to the mansion, just where we were. Uh, Buddy retrieves his normal clothes and thanks Matt for his help. Matt says he couldn't let them get the drop on him. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> Buddy goes to tell him about the map, but Matt has already uncovered the map somehow. As they hit the road,
2: you're never gonna guess what I saw in there. This? Huh? How did you get that? <laughs> So what's with the map? I put it together the same way Mayhem did, off the backs of 20 paintings in the loop.
1: What? Take a look. And over the screens uh, in the vehicles, they have this conversation, and Matt and the mass computer kind of explain the, the plot now of Venom, which is to find this like remote control device that triggers these bombs underneath Paris that were planted there by the Nazis during World War Two. Now this, this is cool. I mean this is I like it when they put a little history into it, you know. Right. That always adds a little something extra to me when they work in some actual history into, you know, a fantasy story, in other words. But right. they uh they now realize that they need to stop Venom from finding it before they are able to take Paris hostage, in other words. And then we head back in with the vehicles entering the sewer system,
0: right. And just before that, I wanted to make comment. Um, uh-huh. I liked how the the Venom vehicles exited that that mansion because it almost looked like they were exiting the Boulder Hill garage. I, I saw a lot of likeness there. So yeah,
1: I could I remember that.
0: So yes, uh, they're getting into the sewers. Uh, Hitler supposedly planted bombs in a in a network of sewers under the city. So that's what they're heading towards I like the detail on the on the monitors the the uh, I wanted to make mention also while we're watching the videos and stuff going back and forth the the artists were able to put like the monitor glows on the I am trying to point it on there low <laughs> corner glows on the little corners of your like screen I liked how they put that detail on it so like we we're saying we're, we're now at the uh, babbling water canal is what I called it where we see Thunderhawk and Hurricane drive down then turn into a large sewer tunnel. Driving along Matt notes that the triggering device is located somewhere close to them. With a blinding light we hear Buddy identify Venom who is coming right at them. Rax says not so fast and begins shooting them with Piranha's subguns. Dagger drops the, the grill And engages the guns, blasting at at Mask as well, dodging the blast, Uh, though they actually look spot on to me. Looked like they would have already took out Thunderhawk. Mm -hmm. We see the Spectrum mask drop down. Of course, there's no command.
2: No, there
1: wasn't, was there?
0: Uh, With Matt
2: saying... Where there's rats, you're going to find the cheese. I think you've been hanging around Bruce too
0: long. (laughs) Ha ha. (laughs) Um... Roll my eyes. Yeah, exactly. Buddy's penetrator masks lower, as uh, as well with Buddy uh, commenting that Matt's been hanging around Bruce too long. I think this yeah. is more like a T-Bob bad joke than, uh, than a <laughs> Bruce quip. Uh, anyway, a little, the two
1: little combination of both there
0: could be. Then <laughs> the the two mask cars split up into two nearby tunnels with Racks chasing after Thunderhawk, and dagger chasing after Hurricane. Focusing on the Thunderhawk piranha chase, Matt pulls a Men in Black move, driving Thunderhawk up along the tunnel wall.
1: That's exactly what I thought, dude.
0: He's (laughs) circling, and then he comes back onto the level ground. Then on the flip side, we see Buddy. is. impressive. Yeah, it was. I actually liked it. Uh, They didn't... uh, pressed the red button that wasn't supposed to be pressed. <laughs> but still, it was pretty cool. I would have kind of thought they should have hit the, like at least the jet engines on Thunderhawk to make it dramatic. That would have,
1: that, yeah, that would have been cool. Pull off yeah. that little corkscrew move. Yeah.
0: So, on the flip side, we have Buddy uh, chasing after Dagger.
1: Actually, it's uh, Jackhammer somehow now head-on with Hurricane, I didn't understand how that happened because they were following before and now they're head on. Right. But uh, Dagger, he just says the hell with it and starts firing torch balls at Hurricane. Torch on! With Buddy skidding to a halt and then he does this like 180 maneuver, spraying water up right. onto Dagger in the <laughs> the torch mask, and I think he says here's some scum for the scum or something like that
2: <laughs> as he yeah. puts
1: out the fire you know somewhat but, uh, and then we get above the street um, we're back with uh, our duo Scott and T-Bob and they're wandering near one of the tunnel entrances to the sewer and they're still looking for the Eiffel Tower
2: the Eiffel Tower's right around
1: here someplace
2: that's what you've been saying for the last half hour
1: at this point, I was like, the thing is a hundred feet tall or more, okay? Look up in the air, you morons. You would think, yes.
2: Or
0: freaking ask someone, okay? It could be worse. They could be pulling a friend's Joey moment and standing inside the map.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Just saying. Um, anyway, Scott wants to go exploring in this you know, newly found tunnel with T-Bob, of course, objecting, and as he... Is talking to him. He accidentally uncovers a hidden switchblade nearby with this had this tarp over it. And then we're right back into the sewer. And Mayhem is using the Viper mask. Uh, finally, haven't seen that in a while. And he's using it to penetrate the wall. He's using uh, Manta's headlights to <laughs> kind of see what he's doing. Vanessa is just standing nearby with her arms crossed, and uh, now we get Jackhammer and Piranha approaching uh, Thunderhawk from behind. They're firing their lasers again, with some uh, hitting the roof above and dropping debris onto the hood of Thunderhawk. And now we get Hurricane uh, appearing on the scene and using its headlight lasers to essentially provide cover fire for Thunderhawk, and Rex tries the corkscrew trick that uh, Thunderhawk just did a couple scenes ago before, and nearly crashes into Jackhammer, uh, trying to pull this off. I thought it would have been funny if he would have actually crashed. Uh, that would have been like perfect timing. Oh, Thunderhawk can do it. I'm going to try. You know, and right, <laughs> you know, dumps the bike or something. But anyway, we're back to Scott, and uh, he's now pushing some buttons on T-Bob.
2: Venom's got to be around here. Oh, let's go someplace else and radio your dad. By then it may be too late.
1: And at this point I thought, well, I think it was maybe the very first episode with the Deathstone that Scott hijacked Switchblade for a a while there and (laughs) kind of flew it erratically and dumped it in the ocean or something. Yes, yes. Uh, I was like, I can see him doing that again, but he decides to (laughs) stay out of the Switchblade this time. You would think. And and then uh, Scott says, uh, there isn't much time. They may need their help. He
2: may need our help.
1: And then we go back inside, uh, and now we see Mayhem has uh, opened up this wall uh, with the Viper mask, and he discovers the device that's uh, essentially just sitting on this desk, and uh, he quickly exits with uh, Vanessa and now we get uh, Thunderhawk and Hurricane back in pursuit trying to find this location. And then we're right back with uh, Thunderhawk and Hurricane in pursuit of their location to find this device. Matt appears to be using Spectrum, I guess when he sees the headlights of Manta coming straight towards him and we see those two front uh, circular saws that come out of the grill of Manta kind of telling Thunderhawk, you better get out of the way. The two masked vehicles avoid the blades with Matt assuming that they have the device, I guess by uh, which way they were traveling. You know, they're I guess, coming back out from the, the, the middle of the sewers and stuff back up towards the entrance. Didn't really explain that too much. Right. But the two uh, masked cars do quick U-turns and they follow Manta uh, back towards the surface.
0: Right. Scott then radios in to Matt,
2: telling him... I found Switchblade. It's parked by a storm drain down here by the river. Scott? Listen to me. Get out of there right now. That's an order. Go to the Eiffel Tower where it's safe. Is that clear? Yes, but... You heard him, didn't you? Let's get out of here and go to the Eiffel Tower where it's safe.
0: Uh, back inside with the action as Manta passes by, Jackhammer and Piranha pull up to attempt a barricade shooting at Mask. Matt. Matt quickly instructs Buddy to follow him, and they turn off into a nearby tunnel. Outside, we see Switchblade taking off with Manta then peeling out of the tunnel. Uh, in the air, we hear Miles projecting from a loudspeaker over Paris.
2: Attention, people of Paris. This is Venom. There are bombs planted under your city in the sewers. You have one hour to pay me one billion dollars, or the city will be reduced to rubble. You will never find and defuse all the bombs in time.
0: That's pretty dang quick to pull out a billion dollars. I know, in I was area. like,
1: you got to give them some area. time there, Miles. Come on, man, they don't still have a, mil- a billion dollars in their back pocket to give you.
0: Not in the 80s. Back inside the tunnel once more, we see Thunder Rock transform into jet mode and take to the air. On the Eiffel Tower, we see the crowd running out of the tower uh, with T-Bob trying to get Scott to go with him.
2: Scott, hurry up! Hey, look at that!
1: They found
0: it, finally! (laughs) It took them... You know, when they're in a hurry,
1: then they find it. I was like, it took them the whole episode to... You know, they're bumbling and stumbling around trying to find the thing, and then all of a sudden they're there. I was like,
0: oh, okay. <laughs> Instead, he's captivated by the air battle. Uh, we then switch over to Switchblade, Thunderhawk, and Manta, all, all in that order, flying with Manta blasting away at Thunderhawk. One blast hits a beam on the Eiffel Tower, causing it to begin falling. T-Bob begins to yell for help. With Hurricane coming up, we see Buddy get up on the turret gun where he uses the laser blast to basically weld the former blast's beam. Just then, Rax and Dagger arrive, blasting at Hurricane. We now flip to Switchblade, engaging the jet engines and taking off. Matt flies by with mayhem, chasing after Thunderhawk. He shoots at Thunderhawk, hitting the wings. Matt radios to Buddy, saying, Buddy, I
2: can't hold them much longer. If they get away, we'll never catch them in time to keep them from blowing up the city. We've only got one chance.
0: Uh, With Thunderhawk diving in with Miles and Vanessa chasing him, Matt lands Thunderhawk safely all amongst this rain of laser blasts. Then Buddy runs and jumps into what is supposed to be a failing airplane Right at this point, (laughs) supposedly. And they just, boom, take right back off. But I did love the, again, I love the jet winding down sound effect that's going on here.
1: Yeah, and did you notice... um, I think this is the point where Buddy's up in the turret, and it essentially transforms with him still in the turret, and then he pops out the door of the car. I thought that was really cool.
0: Yes, I like that. So Buddy uses the penetrator mask over the entire Thunderhawk with Matt flying straight on and through Switchblade, which is pretty cool. Now, penetrator mask on! Of course, I still had a slight uh, Slimer like, theme in my head with that, so I was waiting for the ooze to spill all over Miles there.
1: It was a little bit weird, and I was like, I guess kind of confused, you would say, in trying to understand the abilities of the penetrator mask and what you can and can't do. And You don't think of that as a kid, but I'm like, okay, so they're going through the... They're going through switchblade. How are you able to pick stuff up?
0: I true, very true. But you notice here's something else that's kind of perplexing now that we're on the topic is back at the magma mole didn't didn't uh, buddy have to actually hook, hook up, up something to firecracker to make it actually work like that?
1: He did. Yeah, I thought about that too. I was like he didn't hook it up to anything. and I mean, can he just, whatever he touches at the time when he activates the mask he can you know, make hollow or invisible or whatever. Right. I don't know yeah like I said i that's one of those masks that they don't define it no. just, they can do whatever they want to with it.
0: <laughs> that's true. So Mal like you said Mal notices that the remote control
2: has somehow disappeared. Huh? The triggering device is gone. That's because we've got it. Vanessa, Rax, Dagger, we're getting out of here.
0: Which is just pitiful.
1: Very. <laughs> and then we uh, go back to the top of the Eiffel Tower, and Scott wants Mask to pursue them. I like that. You know, Scott's always energetic about helping them and wanting to go after them. You know, that's that's definitely Scott's attitude.
0: You know. Yes.
1: Trying to do that, uh, but just as uh, he says that the tower begins to shake, and it causes the both of them to fall through this like fenced railing, and now they're hanging on for dear life. So of course the Venom pursuit is off to <laughs> save them. Right. As uh, Matt, he's up in uh, Thunderhawk, and he instructs Buddy to essentially land it. As he uses spectrum hang glider to swoop in and save the duo off the side of the Eiffel Tower, they've land uh, near Thunderhawk, which has already uh, landed and reached the ground. That was a little, I don't know. There are some points the logistics of this episode kind of made me st- stop and think and kind of get out of the episode. but
0: right, but um, what I liked about that little that little tiny point, it wasn't that, you know he, basically, Matt saves the day, but I saw the cool little feature that basically when Buddy walked out, then Thunderhawk's door closed automatically.
1: Yeah. I like yeah. that, that little cool. feature. The uh, Scott, he's still being his persistent self and insists that Matt should have pursued Venom.
2: You should have gone after him. We'd have been okay. Knowing Venom, I'm sure we'll have another chance.
1: I like that answer. Yes. Uh, So we fade back uh, after all the action has died down. We're back at the restaurant, and Matt explains, all is well with all the bombs found under the city. The tower has been repaired, and the device that they found is now a relic in a museum. So this must be, I don't know, (laughs) several weeks later, it would seem like to get all that stuff done.
2: We still have a couple of days left in Paris. Is there anything else you want to see? I'd kind of like to see the Casbah.
1: The Casbah? Well, Matt snags the map from him and says uh, he's had a map of Algiers this whole time and not Paris, so obviously they couldn't find the Eiffel Tower before. They all have their hearty chuckle, mainly Scott is the one yeah. here <laughs> laughing as we fade to black and we fade into our PSA.
0: Which leads us with Scott, what well, looks like he's soldering on and working on T-Bob t Bob jumps, knocking the soldering iron out of Scott's hands, and it lands on a piece of paper, which ignites a fire. Scott rushes over to their... I call it the red bat phone.
1: <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, too. It and without, look a bat phone.
0: And without any words, we are taken outside, where we see the smoke coming from the mansion, with sirens
2: screaming as well. Well, there wasn't any damage, except to your lab, Scott. Boy, if I hadn't had the fire department number right where I could find it, there sure would
1: have been. It was a good PSA.
0: It was. I liked it. And it was back in the day when you actually had specific numbers. You really didn't have the 911 right. thing. And yes, the red bat phone and uh, the men in black thing. You can tell if anybody's been following us too much. and, and you know, Jason's been lately opening up that we're longtime friends and we're Sometimes it's eerie how much we think alike. Sometimes.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've known each other for quite a while, so it's. I laugh, but it's it's really not surprising that we write the same things down in our notes. <laughs> and we don't cheat. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. Uh, we don't talk about our reviews or anything. I don't even read the comments uh, that are posted up beforehand. So. It's funny how it kind of all comes together. I love it when a plan comes together.
0: And I was just taking that. <laughs> you beat me to the punch.
1: Alright, uh, my quick little verdict of this. I was very, very, very close to giving it a 5. But I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's a solid 4. It was a good episode. And I'll, I'll give you the good parts of it first. Uh, you know, The animation, they're continuing to feature creative shots and camera angles which I've been loving like I said I think last episode the, the, at least the last four episodes they've really almost reinvented the shots and the angles and stuff from the cartoon and the motion I think it's been uh, very good Agreed. Uh, uh, you know the, the vehicle shots of some of the transformations and then the, the harpoon gun I've mentioned that one being shot directly at the screen that was really good. I thought the plot was great. The you know, I liked the story, the history behind it. I would say much better than most episodes, and it fit about perfect with something Venom would do. And it wasn't too far fetched. And like I always say, I'm not against the uh, more sci-fi or mystical you know plots and, and episodes, but I this one was practical and you know used actual history, which is always earns bonus points with me. And you know the writing was good and the good animation shots outweighed some of the bad ones that I did notice. I liked seeing uh, Buddy, like I mentioned before, him folding uh, back up into Hurricane. You know oftentimes we've wondered how Jackhammer works and I think one episode we saw Vanessa from the passenger seat go up into the turret and I just like the little details like that show me how it works show me how it functions
0: exactly how
1: it folds up and how the the uh, agents get up into those vehicles uh, that was very good um, the bad points like i said the animation it suffered at times matt looked choppy to me in a couple of the scenes the penetrator mask was a little funky when it lowered and it you know it might be how it was planned but it was like the mask lowered and then the snout <laughs> part, it also lowered, you know, over his mouth. Which, if it's, if that's the way the mask works, that's cool. But I just never seen it, you know, do that before. My biggest markdown of this whole episode, and I would guess that you noticed this too, Wyatt. Where was the call-up? No call-up call yes. in this episode.
0: No call-up, no nothing.
1: Why did they decide not to use any more agents. I mean there was four Venom agents and we just had Buddy and Matt that, you know, were in Paris happened to be donating some paintings, you know, and here's Venom. Why wouldn't you call for help? Um don't know. I don't know.
0: You know, and I, I noticed it but I didn't think to even mark it down to be perfectly honest. I just didn't even think about it.
1: Well I I I guess if more agents had been there I would have been, and again, this is me as an adult <laughs> watching this. As a, as a kid, I probably wouldn't have noticed just because there was some good battle scenes and action throughout that you're not thinking about, oh, I need some more vehicles in here. But like you said, I mean, they were easily, once they lost this little device, they were gone. And there goes four vehicles driving off into the sunset with the only two mass vehicles, one that we'd hit already <laughs> on the way. Exactly. I mean, uh, that's just the things that kind of get me. But
0: uh, things uh, that make you go, know, make you go, yeah. hmm.
1: Yes. And after I thought about it, I was like, that was at least worth a half point off of my score. So uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't call any more people up there. But you know, I think when the the computer did the on-screen analysis, they could have called right there. They could have done it right then, as they were. They knew Venom was on the scene, they knew something was up, boom. And you get the plane, they could, could have done it quick, you know, I don't know. Right. Uh, and then just, like I mentioned before, there's just way too many conveniences that added up for me. The, the logistics didn't sit right with me uh, when uh, Mayhem, He's uh, he's in Switchblade, flying, you know, this is when he's, right before he flies it up to make the announcement to everybody, he's in Switchblade and we see Manta exit the tunnel. Well, he was just in Manta. You know, that Manta should have, like, drove up, dropped him off and then left. Right. It was just a little, I I don't know. I took TV1 in in college and it just screwed me up for watching television. (laughs) I'm telling you. If anybody's out there and you've been in any television classes, you know, just those little edits, they just the continuity of the when it when it stops like that it just kills you, and then uh, that one time the jackhammer was in front of Hurricane, I was like, how did he didn't show him turn around? How did he head on? You know how that right. happened? One thing that was more, I guess, of annoyance was the little footstep sound effect throughout. Um, it just every place that they were at, it sounded the same, and I don't know. I just didn't that sound effect didn't sit with me, after they used it a couple of times. When they were walking into the the Louvre there, and when Matt was walking around, and a couple of times, Scott and T-Bob were walking around, they were just, just using the same, like, footstep sound effect. This is a tick. That was, these are ticks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I you know, like I said before, I'd like that they're showing more conversation while they're moving along, uh, but, I don't know, I was sick of the footstep sound effects before halftime. Another thing that was a tick, I guess, is uh, the jackhammer grill guns. It was overkill. They they showed it converting like three times. I swear.
0: Yeah, uh, they did.
1: Every time the jackhammer was on scene, he's firing, they got to lower the grill first. I'm like, well, he's had it down this whole time, during this whole time. <laughs> anyway, it's just something I noticed. And then I guess finally, I, I don't know. I've never been to Paris, but... I find it hard to believe that you couldn't find the freaking Eiffel Tower. Come on.
0: It's supposed to be pretty big, so yeah.
1: <laughs> and then the last thing I'll talk about, and again, this, this is ticks. I didn't... wasn't a lot of points that I took off for these, but the penetrator mask. You know, we've seen it engulf an entire vehicle before, like you said, with the Magma Mole. Um, they didn't show it hooked up to Thunderhawk. I mean, that was okay, but I just don't understand how you're supposed to grab things when you're able to pass through them. You know, if you've watched The Matrix, anybody who's watched The Matrix, the uh, the second movie with the twins, they're able to kind of pass through walls and stuff, and they can carry stuff with them when they show up, like with a gun or something. But I don't know, it's just different than other stuff that <laughs> I've seen lately. Just I don't know, I. I think I'd rather have its ability more of, like, just like that, where it's like a portal. And you can, just for a second, kind of go through a wall, you know, like a ghost. Passing through solid objects instead of having whole vehicles and being able to, you know, take the kitchen sink with you as you're <laughs> walking through the wall. I don't know. It's, it's a tick, and they never really explained the mask. So I gave it a four, and uh, I will now uh, give the remaining of my time to you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wasn't quite as harsh. I didn't see some of the things. Uh, I didn't notice the footsteps like you did. Uh, I mean, I noticed them, but I didn't think of them as annoying or anything. Um, Very good detail. I love the whining and the sound effects that they do. You really took most of the stage, so... You said just about everything I jotted down, except for the, the critiques, really. Um, I just didn't see that much. Maybe I was on a good day. I don't know. And that happens, really, too. That's happened to me. I liked the plot. Very good. I enjoyed the battle scenes. Uh, the rope thing, you know, like we identified before. And I didn't ding it. I didn't even think to add it with no call-up, no nothing, no teamwork but I didn't notice it, just didn't ding it. Uh, And the fact that Venom runs off pretty dang quick, those were all my two real major markdowns, and they weren't that huge. So I just, I'm right at a a five for this episode. Did you happen to catch any similarities to our movie?
1: I didn't really pull anything out other than kind of what we've uh, talked about the last episode. Couple of shows with the personalities coming out and stuff but I didn't see any specific scenes that yeah, tied I, in.
0: I had nothing
1: so you okay good <laughs> Well let's uh, let's go right into uh, our feedback in the poll this time. So we have uh, 17 votes this time which is pretty good. Um, we have nine votes for a five. So, more than half, 53%, seven votes for a four, which is 41%. And it looks like our buddy Eric over at Boulder Hill voted for three, three, so, which is uh, we rate as okay for the episode, five being great, four being good. So, it seems uh, most of the people uh, were around our area of, uh, of voting more towards the top of the scale. And we also had two comments, beginning with our buddy, Anna.
0: Right, she says, this is a really good and entertaining episode. I love the part when Buddy Hawks dresses up as Cliff Dagger, and Venom discovers and chases him. It also has some great action scenes in the sewers, and good excitement at the end, with Scott and T-Bob nearly falling down from the Eiffel Tower. The only negative thing I can find is that Vanessa's clothes changes one moment to another in the scene where they are constructing the map. One moment she is wearing a white coat, the next she is not, and then she is wearing it again. Hmm. Good catch! I didn't even see her, her de-robe and robe again. So.
1: <laughs> I didn't notice that either. But I, that was another kind of little tick. Why is she wearing that white kind of lab coat? There's really any reason for it. She Maybe
0: she was trying to pass off as one of the curators or something.
1: Could have been, but wasn't really any explanation for that. No. But uh, And then our buddy Scott Crawford over at the uh, Mass Comics blog, he left another lengthy comment. He says, this was another good episode, one of the eight episodes that made it into novel format over here in the UK. Cool, because I, I do remember seeing some of those books and... Uh, He chimed that in about that. I should really reread this novel while watching the cartoon to see if there are any differences. I believe that some of the novels have slightly more of a storyline. Not sure if perhaps the original scripts had more in them and then cut out to fit in the 20-minute length of cartoon. And I, yeah, I'm kind of on that because I have the one book that's the. It's called Mission Meteor, which is actually the Deathstone in uh, storybook format. It's not really a novel. Right. It's a little small kind of read-along books that they had back in the 80s. Back to what Scott was saying. Anyway, the first thing that I didn't like about this cartoon was the French-inspired incidental music. They have to set the scene, but this is a kid's cartoon, and those segments of music, well, they weren't great. After seeing Sly Rax's eyes last week, we have him in this episode with his glasses off for most of it. I think it's great to see what he really looks like. (laughs) I agree. I mean, the only other time that I remember seeing him without his glasses is to catch this one, like, security camera shot. It might have been, uh, I think it was the Mardi Gras mystery episode where they're finding that uh, formula and they capture him stealing it or whatever in... uh, In the security camera footage, he doesn't have his sunglasses on. Scott says, bit of a mistake. Buddy goes into a public telephone that says on it, telephone. We're in the middle of Paris. This should really read, uh, telephone, (laughs) or whatever (laughs) he's got with the, you know, hyphens, the little dots and stuff above the E's. Only a subtle difference, but it was noticeable. One of the best parts of this cartoon was getting to see Buddy utilize his master of disguise skills. He used them quite a lot in the U.K. comics, but I can't remember him using it much in the cartoons. One thing I was confused by, he dresses himself up as Cliff Dagger to infiltrate the Venom hideout, so why didn't he just go in the front door? Surely he had been caught making uh, the entrance he did with climbing the walls and using the zip wire. Wouldn't the rest of the Venom crew find this strange? That's a very good point not even think of that. <laughs> you dress up like him, you should be able to walk in the front door. Exactly. Maybe he didn't have a key. I don't know. I did also notice one of the buildings moved slightly as he went down the zip wire. Just a little animation glitch. However, if there's one thing that really annoyed me about this episode, it was the footstep sound effects. Thank you. Thank you. Especially when Buddy was running around dressed as Dagger and everybody chasing him. Was there really any need? Very off-putting. So, I, <laughs> I got one person that at least agrees with me about the, <laughs> the footstep effects. I, I was sick of them. It didn't take me long. And it was just the fact that everybody sounded like it. If Scott's walking and Dagger's walking or Buddy's walking, it should sound a little bit different. That's just me. Right. We did have a quick little comment, too, from Eric I wanted to mention uh, over on the Hangout site here, the, the Hangout page. He says uh, he didn't get a chance to post beforehand, but this was his big thought. If getting the trigger is so important, why, oh why, does Miles just send dagger? It's not like Miles was busy. He's uh, playing cards for crying out loud.
0: <laughs> very, very true.
1: That's, yeah. You're putting the uh, the most... Inept. Uh, uh, <laughs> very good word. Inept person in charge of recovering this uh, this object from this map, and you're sitting around uh, playing cards or reading a book, uh, waiting for him to get back with it. <laughs> Didn't make sense. But uh very good point from Eric, and I guess that's, uh, that's gonna about do it for our comments. We did get one other question here, and uh, I guess we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and go into that real quick before we preview the next podcast, Wyatt, from our friend uh, Vaughn Baskin. He uh, asked us, can Saban Brands and Hasbro Toys revamp masks just like the Puffles and Power Rangers and Digimon? And all I can say is we're on board with uh, any kind of uh, revamping at this point. Yes. Uh, I, it's just the the rights issue, I think, and who actually has the cartoon rights, the toy rights, comic book rights I mean it seems like it's spread out over several uh, entities and that's the main hold up of getting Mask back out there I think but if you're Hasbro if you really want to you know, revamp this toy line uh, bring a cartoon back I think you would have the funds and the motivation to go out there and, and make sure you have everything and get it done essentially right. you know they're they're spending the time to secure their trademark so why not uh, just knock down the rest of the rights and make sure you're okay with moving forward I think that's just the only hold up at this point I mean every, I swear, This is March, okay? There must have been at least 20 announcements this year on cartoons and stuff coming back.
0: being They could have easily made some kind of hint. Yeah. I mean, they hinted with Matt Tracker maybe possibly being in G.I. Joe, and that just stirred a big, huge buzz right there.
1: Right, but, I mean, just like what he's saying... uh, Netflix is bringing back, or have brought back, and they've made announcements about uh, the Pupples, uh, Rainbow Bright, Inspector Gadget. We had uh, just last week, uh, Disney came out and said they're going to revamp DuckTales. It just seems like we're getting one every week.
0: And exactly.
1: It's just got to be something behind the scenes that we're not getting a, a, a new... Cartoon or announcement or something, uh, especially with all these rumors going around. There has to be something going on behind the scenes, and they're just not ready to make the announcement yet, is what I sure. think. But we uh, appreciate you uh, watching and, uh, and sending us the question, Vaughn, and hope you will continue to join us. And again, we invite everybody else um, who's listening to this in podcast form to keep tuned to our Facebook page. We have tried to give you at least 24 hours notice when we're going to record. So uh, you can join us and uh, listen to all of our mistakes and <laughs> how we actually put uh, MassCast together and chatted up there at the beginning. That's always fun too, Wyatt. Uh, just yes. talking about whatever. and um, But we invite people to come along and uh, just keep it tuned to the Facebook page and Uh, We actually put out a newsletter the other day and put the link in there. So if you're not signed up for our Agents of mask transmissions, uh, just go to the website. There's a join button on the left side of the column and it's basically just typing in your email. And we give you a little badge there that you can post on your blog or your website. Letting everybody know that you're an official agent of mask. And uh, so feel free to use that uh, little badge when you uh, sign up for the email. And coming up on the next uh, MassCast, if we don't get anything in the meantime, we'll be going on to another episode review, and we'll be covering episode 35 titled In Dutch, which uh, features a madman hiring Venom to destroy the flood dikes in the Netherlands if their parliament does not allow him a political position. Ah, a little extortion by Venom. I think that's nice. one of their uh, specialties. <laughs> we've, uh, we've had them do that before. I think that was the... Uh, what's that episode where the, that one guy, uh, I think it might have been in Thailand, hires them to... Is uh, it Bad Vibrations?
0: I think that's it.
1: Or, yeah. Uh, one of those where they're, they have those devices and they uh, turn the, the buildings where he had been before into rubble. But, yeah, Venom's been hired out a time or two. Uh, well, it was just, um, what, a couple episodes ago when they were in uh, Switzerland. And um, the uh, Baron, they were working with that Baron to uh, extort a little bit from, uh, well, they weren't really extorting that time. They were... <laughs> trying to uh destroy all the currency but that was more revenge but <laughs> venom knows it all it seems like so yeah it looks like Venom. we're going to get another uh, dose of uh venom's best <laughs> in the or next worse. episode yeah. or worst yes very good
0: yeah the, um, this has been fun I, I i was tied up i was actually making a comment on our uh, Google Hangouts and I'll just give it a verbal shout out as well I wanted to thank all the watchers that have been uh, being a part of the live uncut <laughs> version of us right now it's only it looks like four not including you and I that are a part of it but uh, you know hopefully that grows uh, I know we have quite a small following with our just our podcast by itself. Uh, whether it's through iTunes or uh, Mixcloud or Stitcher, the stats aren't accurate. Uh, they don't actually give us stats on iTunes, so we can't give you much, much on that. But we've got a fair following that listen to the podcast. And Faithful, I'm, yes, grateful, and myself and Jason included on that because we listen to it after after the edits. But yeah, we have a great time. This is a blast. We have fun. Sometimes we bring out. You the know, heavyweights over here. <laughs> but uh, anyway, until next time, I'm Wyatt. And for Jason, thanks for listening and watching MassCast.
2: MassCast. Hurry up. You've wasted enough time around here.